Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. On the heels of the murder of George Floyd, we had um, the mayor of Camden in uh, Dana Red talking about policing. So we're back. Uh, we're back here uh, three years later, almost two and a half years later, to have a similar conversation with the newly elected mayor of Camden, New Jersey. Let me welcome Mayor Vic Carstarfin to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi. How you doing, Karen? Thank you for having me. Oh, today. thank you. Thank you for answering the call. Because uh, Camden has been held up as a model of de- abolishing police and how it can work. And I've read the stat. I don't know if it's accurate, but violent crime has been reduced by 42% since uh, y'all dis- deep disbanded and defunded the police. Tell us about that. And you're a late native Camden Camdener. Is that what, what do we call people from Camden? I call them Philadelphians. Uh, we, I call it Camden Knights. Camden Knights. Camden Knights. All right. And you know, you know, you're y'all so close to Philly because you went to Temple. So, you know, you're more akin to the Philly vibe than you are to the like North Jersey uh, vibe. I'll take that, Karen. But, you know, we got our own good thing going over here. And I, I respect all my that's a fact. Philadelphians. Are you right? I went to school over there and I know so many. Philadelphia, you know, natives over there got a lot of good folks there. So it's all good. But, uh, yep. So tell us, tell us what actually, uh, transpired and where are you now with like how the police function? If you don't, if you, well, you know, as you, as you mentioned, you know, going back to Mayor Red's tenure, we started our, our community policing, the form of policing model that we've, uh, that started and really it's just about, engaging and people talk about it engaging in a community but we've taken it to a level of uh just developing strong relationships with our stakeholders gaining that trust uh the confidence in our residents and our business community uh our community stakeholders getting out consistently in the uh community and, and really working on it you know what i what i gathered when i became a councilman and then i became mayor and just getting close to our uh, police department, it's just seeing the methods that they use. I mean, we were one of the first to wear body cameras in the country. Uh, uh, we have, we're constantly working on de-escalation uh, techniques where we're constantly, we have a virtual simulator training uh, simulator that we our police officers actually go over scenarios constantly. And throughout the use the usage of our body cameras, going back and going over what went wrong, how do we get better? And that's been ingrained. So along with that, and along with engaging our community, I mean, we've seen our, at this year's our lowest level of, of crime in 50 years. And uh, I have to say, you know, we've been a model for other agencies, you know, around the country. And I've, we've had agencies from Germany come just to see how we've done, how we've done as far as building trust in our community and, you know, having our reflection of our department looking like our community, the black and brown community. I know, first of all, I want to, you know, send my condolences to the Nichols family for the senseless, you know, violent crime that unfolded in Memphis. And, uh, and I, and I, and I, and I see, unfortunately that happened. And unfortunately, you know, you saw men, men of color from the, from their PD. And again, that gets back to, you have to, be consistent. I call it the three C's, Karen. You got to be caring, 
you got to be committed and you got to be consistent about what you're doing. And our police department has done that. And I'm, I'm constantly in tune with our chief of police, uh, uh, which was our first Hispanic police chief, uh, Gabe Rodriguez. Uh, we're always on the same page. We're always supporting each other within this administration and getting out there and, and, and empowering our youth. You know, you get out there and that 14, 15, 12, 13 uh, year old uh, age bracket, you get out there listening to what they have to say, building that trust and empowering them to know that we're working with you. We're working together for our community. And once you start getting on that page, it starts to trickulate down into the little things that are happening that causes crime. And, uh, you know, we all have our challenges. We're in an urban community. But I will say, you know, over the last since Mayor Red, we've been building and building. I, and I'm fortunate and humble to be in a position as the, the leader of this city to be able to engage with our police force uh, and watch it every day and see how they're just, you know, they're working to be better for our community. So Mayor, I really am interested in what you said, especially when you mentioned simulation. I wonder if you'll share with us a little bit more about that because the work that I've done in researching, I, I focus on violence in my research, and the work that I've done around um, this issue really has highlighted the fact that very often the simulation, the, the contracts that the police get around simulation technology, very seldom are actually teaching them how to de-escalate. It's always ending with a death, and there were very hard very difficult not to have that as the outcome for the simulation that keeps getting the contracts. So I wonder if you'll say more about whether your office is actually contracting with a different kind of simulation than what I've seen throughout the country. And also when you call 911, who's coming? Well, when it comes to the simulator, I had a chance to, I've seen uh, our virtual simulator quite a few times. We've had several people coming into our town and we take them into our uh, police department. It's a it's an actual a, a, a room, a virtual room, and it gives you thousands of scenarios. And you're going. Uh, officers are going in there in their scenarios. It may be, uh, it may be a man that's pulled over that's holding hostage a baby in a simulator, and you have to make these decisions as a police officer. And like you said, it can go either way. But because it's a simulation, you break down what happened and why the simulation went this way instead of that way. So you're consistently ingraining in officers on different scenarios how to de-escalate, how to speak towards what's going on. And it's and it's it's actually it's I, I don't know. I can't see why all police departments, police departments don't have this in their uh within their within their police department. It's it's helped. And uh, along with just going over body camera footage, it's like I, I, I was an athlete. You know, I played basketball and you, you play your games and then you practice and you get ready for your games. And I want to say what we do is we're constantly practicing how to be better. So when the real game situation comes, which is our police force getting out in our community, they're going over scenarios. Now, in real life, you're not going to be going, of course, with a simulation, but you get in a mind frame as a police officer. So what I'm seeing is the mind frame, the framework is, is getting geared into how do I slow this down, the scenario. So you're not running in from an emotional standpoint. That's what I've gathered. And, and you're saying that, oh, go ahead, no, sorry. No, no, go ahead. 
So you're saying that the simulation you have seen that de-escalation is where it really leads people. Because in my research, I'm showing that the simulation that keeps getting the contracts throughout the nation's country, throughout this nation, are the ones that actually don't end with de-escalation at all. And so cops are actually being primed to never de-escalate. So I'm trying to figure out how you're... Well, I, I can only speak on what we have going here in our city and what we've done over the last 10 to 14 years is building up. And it's a combination of a lot. It's a combination of how leadership is. It's a combination on working on those things we've talked about with simulation. It's a combination of getting out in the community and constantly engaging and having their police force uh, gain the trust of our residents and vice versa. So it's a combination of a lot. And again, you know, it's we everyone, every urban community has their challenges, but I'm just telling you the building blocks that I've seen as mayor and that I know from working with our police department, what our officers go through on a daily basis. I mean, we really take serious, and I don't say, I'm not saying anyone else does around the country, but we really take serious on how to approach uh, our residents and our communities and, and situations that uh, come about when it comes to um, and going through a crime or dealing with an issue in the community. We work really hard. Our officers work hard. And I, I tell you, we've had police departments from across the country, from the state of New Jersey, across the bridge, Karen. You know, I have a, a, a relative who's a councilman across there, and they, they've come across, spent hours with us, just going over, you know, what we have, our spot shot, shotters, our, our, our cameras everywhere, Dr. Mitchell. A lot of things work together. Our technology department, I got to be honest with you, it's it, we really work hard on utilize, utilization of technology and uh, so, solving uh, issues in our city. So I definitely hear you on the layered approach that you're taking. So I guess I'll just give that um, the, the simple question then. If we're thinking about Camden as a space where um, there's less um, traditional policing, when one calls 911, what is the response then? Like who's coming? Is it the police or is it something else? How should we think about it in those terms? Our, our police are coming. 911, our police are coming. Anytime there's any shots fired, our shot spotters, our police are there within minutes. Uh, if there's any shots fired in our community. So, um, you know, and again, our residents, over the years, we've gained trust where our residents are making those calls and they feel comfortable. I, you know, it's funny, I have captains and sergeants because our police department is in the community so heavily that, you know, residents call them and they, they're calling them on the phone because they have that relationship. That's so important. That's important. I was going to ask you, yeah. uh, we're, we're talking because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, mayor Vic, uh, Mayor Vic Carstarfin is here. He's the mayor of Camden, New Jersey, which defunded and disbanded his police. And then you put it back together. Like I'm still not clear about, uh, did the state take over what, what, you know, who funds the police now? Cause you have to pay salaries and things like who's in charge. Well, that comes under our budget, a city budget. Uh, okay. we, we dismantled our police department and created a, a County police department. Okay. Uh, instead of this, uh, Camden city, we are Camden County police okay. department. 
All right. So it's a little semantics, right? A little bit of semantics. So so how does it function differently? And what do you attribute to the, the reduction in violent crimes and having the lowest crime rate since in the last 50 years? What do you Is it the community piece? Because the brothers that kill and I'm calling them brothers because they are they look just like my brother uh, who killed Tyree in, in Memphis. were from the community. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I well, we. One thing we've always talked about is um, situations like this. You always, it's on the flip side. You know, we've had so many cases. And when I say the flip side, you haven't seen as far as our, our, our culture, black on black, you know, and if this is the first, you know, first that I've seen, we usually it's the other way around and where everyone's the, the racial tone of what's going on. But this just goes to show in some, in some enforcement areas and law enforcement's, it's it's ingrained and it, it starts at the top. This is not a white, black, brown issue. This is an internal issue that goes back, you know, in some instances, in some police departments, it's a conditioning. And that conditioning, you know, has to be broken uh, of how police officers react and are acting. And can it, it be? Can it? I just I'm, I'm I'm still struggling with this because a thing founded with the expressed intent to uh, destroy and to hunt down black bodies, I don't think can be reformed. And, no. you know, so I struggle with this notion that somehow if we just have better training, you know, it's baked in. This is the brutality is baked in. It was founded I, I, under this violence. So the only thing to do is to completely Im- reimagine what policing looks like. And I feel like Camden has done it in a de facto way. You still got police. They still got uniforms and they're still driving cars and they got guns and tasers and all the same equipment but they're in the community and part of the community like really entrenched in the community which is different but we can't duplicate that town to town no, can we yeah, I, I tell you it's a different culture of policing in our city you know we're you know many many years ago if you remember dr mitchell and uh can you turn look on the front page of uh time magazine and you see murder capital of the world came new jersey you know we were consistently in the top three, people think about places like Detroit, they say Camden. So we had to change our culture. And that started with really getting in the community and when you're the hiring of officers, changing the mindset uh, and just working on that, getting better in how we handle. I mean, literally, when I was in high school, coming out of high school, wherever I went at in college and after that, people say, you from Camden. Whoa, you know, from Canada, New Jersey, like we were Chicago or something. It was well, like Chicago never he, was Chicago. That's all yeah. messaging as well. Chicago's never yeah. been the most dangerous city. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I want to take somebody from your constituency because I promised Charles in, in New Jersey and we only have like three minutes left. So welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. You're on with Mayor Karstarfin. Hey Charles. How you doing, Karen? Oh, I'm awesome. I moved to Camden from New York. I moved to to Belmont, New Jersey, from New York, and now I stay in Camden. I came in, down here from, from Brooklyn in 1995 when it was bad. After they changed the police department, the, the city changed, the people changed. These, <coughs> excuse me. These police, black and white police, they walk through the city. They talk to the people. This is how the New York City police was when I was a kid. In, in certain neighborhoods. But these police in Camden, 
walk through the city. They ride bikes through the city. They stop to talk to you. If you're having a cookout, they stop. They 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 talk to the kids. They talk to the adults. I've had maybe four encounters with the police. I say twice, it was my fault. But the police were gracious. They handled their job. Once I got a ticket, once the officer told me, well, take care of this light, this out traffic light, this out tail light. Don't let me see it again. Okay. The police, the, the police are, they're people. They act like people. And they treat you. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. I don't want to catch virtual COVID. So, uh, <laughs> Charles, go ahead with that uh, and feel better. Uh, shoot. Mayor, Mayor Vic, uh, before and I want to have you back because I don't think you responded to the, where the technology comes from. Cause I feel like we're in a chat GPT. I'm really, the, the majority report is a real thing. Those guys got caught in Memphis because they had cameras surveilling the whole neighborhood. So they, while they tried to mess with their body cams, the big brother was watching everything. Where's the technology coming from? Mayor Vic, we got one minute. I, listen, we have cameras everywhere. And uh, answer my you, question. Don't don't you don't you do the politician thing. If you can't answer it, just say that. I'll let you go. Darren, I, I can't get into specifics. Okay, all right. Say that. Remember. I have more respect. And don't be don't but play. I, I don't tell play you with one me thing. Like I would what? love for you you all to come over to the city and okay. go on a tour. And you have an open invitation to come over and tour our, our city, our community, our police department technology we're using i put you in the virtual we put you right in the virtual put, simulator i've been in one of those at rotman's <laughs> neck i've done that uh i need to be at your, in your server i need to see where your server's coming from but yeah if you give me carte blanche i'm gonna come in don't 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 give me an invitation i'm gonna come <laughs> listen mayor vic come on back you have a welcome open seat here appreciate you y'all can follow him we tweeted out all his information too by the way uh you can Vic Carstarfin, C-A-R-S-T-A-R-P-H-E-N is where you can follow him on the Twitters. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.